did you think we would even have a, a college football season? I always thought, if I'm really being like just 100% honest, I always thought if there was anybody I was going to play, even if no one else was playing, the SEC was going to play football this year. There was yeah. no doubts in my mind. Um, they were going to find a way to to make it happen. Everybody else, it was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe it, not. It was all kind of – I mean, when you look at it, like the three leagues that are playing, it's the, uh, you know, kind of those those big football – it's football country, you know. I mean, this the yeah, the yeah. southeast, and you know, I mean, you got some teams in the ACC that go all the way up to like Massachusetts with Boston College and all that. But you know, I mean, yeah, it's pretty much you know college football country is the ones that are actually running the schedule. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I mean, you you just knew, uh, you know, they're going to kind of be at the forefront of this whole thing. Um, as far as you know, there being a season and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's really no surprise for me. Um, you know, those 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 guys down here were definitely going to play. There was no ifs ands or buts about it. Yeah, man, it's it's just been a long time. And SEC doesn't start this week. Is is it next week or the week after? Uh, week after, I want to say LSU's first game is the twenty sixth. So yeah, I think we got another two weeks out here. Okay. Well, I know this week we got ACC play. Um, I think the Big Twelve are they starting this week too? I believe. Yeah, you know we got we got Texas this weekend. Um, you guys are playing Wake Forest. Oklahoma's playing. Notre Dame is playing as well. Oh um, uh, yeah. Okay. I'll tell you what, though, what might be the best game here that I'm looking at is uh, Carolina Syracuse. That should be a pretty decent game. That's, That's not bad. Yeah, it, not a it's bad game. Game gonna be interesting to see like what sam howell does year two man i think he's gonna in all honesty it looks interesting on paper right now but that could be a blowout it could be it could be at the same time at the same time you're absolutely right uh i'll tell you what i'm sure we'll get to a little bit later but um sam howell is definitely uh one of my uh uh, heisman candidates for this season oh man let's go ahead and put that out there right now as, as we get going yeah, he's definitely going to be up there. Um, well, uh, obviously, uh, by now, you probably know this is free tuition. This is season two, episode one. Um, of course, you know me. This is Scott. Uh, of course, we got Malone here with me as well. You're probably realizing that somebody is not here. Um, Jeff, a.k.a. Platinum Chanel Boy, uh, he's, a, you know, he's a busy man nowadays. You probably hear him on uh, RNC Radio uh, with uh, RSPN um, and then also on The Lookout. And, uh, you know, honestly, like the price has gone up, man. Uh, Jeff, uh, you know, he's he's holding out, you know, waiting on uh, he's waiting on that contract, man. And uh, we can't afford that guy. anymore. We can't afford him, man. The- <laughs> we can't afford him right now. So, uh, you know, if we're down. We're down to a duo at the moment. Yeah, but um, obviously, I mean, obviously he's going to be here with us throughout the season um, here and there. So uh, be on the lookout for him. But, he, you know, he's doing they're doing a lot of stuff right now, man. So uh, it's good to see him and RNC Radio and Elite Media Group and all those guys uh, really kind of taking off. Hey, shout out to those boys. Yeah, they, they're putting the work in. They're putting the work in and making it happen. So, uh, you know, they're seeing the fruits of their labor. Uh Right now, and obviously that comes with a little bit more work, but uh, you know, hey, they 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 gaining some traction out here, so it's great to see. Yeah, salute to all those guys. Uh, so as far, I mean, we kind of started off talking about the leagues that are going to be playing. 
But, I mean, just kind of fall back and talk about the leagues that aren't playing. So, I mean, it's really just out of the – and, I mean, you know, I mean, there's all the other group of five leagues and whatnot. But, I mean, let's be honest. We're going to be talking about the Power Five. And, you know, Big Ten, uh, they've opted out of starting – uh, this fall, they've opted into going into the spring. Uh, same thing with the Pac-12. They're playing in the spring too, right? Or they just cancel altogether? Uh, I'm not sure if they're. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're transitioning or just canceling as a whole. Um, I'm not absolutely 100 sure, but however it goes, they're definitely not starting up here in the fall with everybody else. Um, and it's it's disappointing, uh, especially unfortunately from a Big 12 standpoint because I love the Pac-12. I love those teams out there, those West Coast teams, but. Um, the the Big Ten at the at the moment just has much better, much better teams. Um, so it's definitely disappointing to to not have them out there playing with everybody right now. Yeah, nothing confirmed with the Pac-12. All it says is postponed and uh, to the end of this uh, physical year 2020, which, I mean, obviously I don't blame them. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there's uh, there's some teams out there that we're going to kind of miss out on this year. Um, obviously, you know, Oregon's always a threat. Uh, USC, they're, they're right there on the cusp, man. I feel like they, at any time, any year, they're just going to make that leap and become a contender again. Yeah, you know, USC is one of those teams where it's like, you know, Grant, they've had a they've had a rough go at things these last couple of seasons, but even over these last couple of seasons, there's no way that you can go into the playing week going against those guys where you can take it, take it, you know, and be take a lax dead school approach about it. You know what I mean? It's still oh, yeah. uh it's still USC. They get talent every year. It's just a matter of them putting it all together. So hopefully they can they can, you know, rock out and get together soon here. Yeah, and that's just, I mean, these are just two of the top dogs. I mean, you still got, like, Washington's out there. Um, Utah, who had a great year last year, you know, they, I mean, they, they lost some pieces. But, I mean, they're getting ready to have, well, I mean, they're getting ready to get Jake Bentley. So, I mean, I don't know how much better you can be with him. But, anyways, <laughs> oh, and I, I won't go down that rabbit hole, man. But, uh, I mean, you still got uh, Arizona State's on the come up with uh, with yeah, Coach Herm. over there. Yeah, Herm Edwards over there making it happen. They got a whole pro staff over there. Like, really, Arizona State is one of those gyms. And I'll tell you, another team that could really be one of those gyms that they got the right infrastructure and all that kind of stuff is uh cal man up there in berkeley like they could they're a sleeping giant up there they could really be a top team in this country if uh they just got everything going in the right direction absolutely and then out of all these teams i mean there's still one that just kind of comes out there and ruins all the hopes of all the pac-12 teams and that's stanford you know is still kind of in that mix man so that's a that's a league yeah we'll definitely miss a lot of miss them yeah and then, of course, with the Big Ten, you know, we're missing out on the potential national champions. Uh, yeah, not having Ohio State this year is definitely going to be um, different. They've been one of the top dogs. I mean, if we're just talking playoff era, uh, I mean, they've been right there um, damn near every year, if not every year. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you – you got to respect them, and uh, it's going to be unfortunate not being able to see that program, especially not being able to see a, a, a spectacular player like Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, I mean, to your point, yeah, they've been there pretty much every year. They won the first playoff uh, that year when they were the four seed and uh, knocked off. Um, I think they beat Alabama that first game, and then they beat right. uh, Oregon in the championship. Um, Is it the Cardell Jones year? Yeah, that was Cardell yeah. Jones. Yeah, third string quarterback. Incredible. Um, yeah, man, he's, uh, you know, salute Cardell, man. Cause he was better than both of those other guys in front of him. 
Yeah, he was. JT, um, I never understood the JT Barrett. Like, I don't know what, like, he was never, I don't know. Like, and JT uh, Barrett, he made the, no downfield passes to, like, in my opinion. You know, I yeah. Know. Oh, man. I, I don't, I never kind of understood him in that system. And that's why when they got back to the playoff in 2016 and they went up against Deshaun Watson and those boys, uh, they got skunked. So, uh, you know, but like, I mean, I'm, uh, uh, you know, they're always going to kind of be in that contending uh, position because they just recruit so well, man. I mean, they're always getting, it feels like a top five class every year. I tell you, um, you know, just now, obviously I have, I have a little bit of bias just as a SEC guy, but it, Ohio state to me recruits like an SEC team, you know? Um, yeah. They, uh, uh, you know they recruit Texas. Uh, they recruit Florida. You know what I mean? They um, they're they're down south, kind of kind of getting these 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 certain type of athletes and um, bringing them there to the Midwest. And you know Ohio State has a lot of tradition, so you know a lot of people aren't going to say no. It's just a matter of um, you know it's just some, these guys are actually can recruit to go there now. So it's uh, it's very interesting, and they're they're making it happen. Yeah. The good news about it is Jim Harbaugh is not going to lose to Ohio State in 2020. So, <laughs> holy <laughs> cow. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah. Nah, I mean, what a, what a bad run Michigan's been on against those guys. And, uh, you know, it's crazy not being a fan of really the conference or either or as a, you know, as a big time fan. But I kind of I like both programs. You know, I wish they were both good, but. Michigan is just good God, man. It's uh, not, nah. it's been ugly. It's been ugly. Yeah. They're, I mean, I just don't, I don't even understand why he's still there. Like, you know, obviously season one, I was like, you know, this has got to be the year. I thought when he was going to lose that last game. Now, granted, Ohio state was like a juggernaut and maybe I think that's the only thing that saved his job. I think if they didn't blow up how they did, he would have been fired. Right. Um, but because they were thrashing everybody, you know, they was kind of like, all right, you know, Jimmy, get a pass. But I don't know how much time he has left. Like, it seems know. like there he's in one of those situations. To me, it feels like you know they're not gonna fire him, man, unless it's just like truly, truly, truly bad. You know, like uh, they just have one of those years where they don't even make a bowl game type of year. Other than that, I don't think they get rid of him because they they did so much and pulled so many resources together just to just to get him there, you know? So um, it would almost be like an embarrassment to let him go. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's he at against Ohio State right now? Is he 0-6 or is it 0-5? He hasn't won a game. I'm not sure if it's 0-5 or 0 Either way, it's it's he's he's in the, he's in the dog dirt, man. It's bad. I think I think if you go 0-10, you got to get rid of the guy. If it's 0-10, Scott, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I that, that's a few years away. I don't know how you make it. Yeah, I don't know how I you make it. been done with him. 0-5 is enough. Um, yeah, I agree. You, you can't lose five times to uh, against your rival in a row, and that's coming from a Clemson guy who we just lost to South Carolina five times in a row at the earlier part of the uh, you know the 2010 decade. Hey, so, we lost to Bama eight times in a row. You know, yeah, I mean, I mean so, you know how it goes. So it's like yeah. it just it, it's not something that happens when something like that happens. Usually, it's a coach's head. Dabo almost got fired because of it. I'm glad they didn't fire him, but you know. It just, it kind of, you know. So I guess it kind of plays both sides of the sword, too, because it's like, okay, you know, sometimes you got to kind of hang in there. You know what I mean? And and, and the tie can turn. It's just, uh, 
I don't know. It can be a little difficult. It can be a little difficult. Uh, they almost lost to Army, which I yeah, I was so I close remember that week. I remember that week. Yeah, I, think, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember you talking about that week uh, when that game week, was played. I think it was week one or week two. Yeah, I, I brought it up, uh, you know, because I mean, I just I, even in, even right now, I don't believe in Michigan. If they were playing right. in the fall, I wouldn't believe them. If they play in the spring, I don't believe in them. Um, and I guess right now there's talks that there's a possibility that the Big Ten could start in like mid-October. Um, okay. And which I don't know how true that is, but it almost seems like I don't know, man. I feel like you might as well just, you know, stick to your guns, man. Starting, starting the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind them starting in October just because we can kind of halfway stay on the same accord for the whole season. And maybe we just push the playoffs back. Could be, um, you know, but I, I I would much rather them play now sooner than possible than wait to the spring. Cause then it's like, okay, so what do we do as far as, playoffs and crowning a crew tramp a true tramp because i mean if they you know let's say they don't play till later and ohio state just doesn't lose a game and plays great but we've already had like uh some sort of a playoff and kind of crowned uh you know some sort of a champion it's like how and you know then the questions arise is the asterisks and all that kind of stuff so I, yeah i'd rather see them try out there as soon as possible and get this thing going so we can we can try to have uh you know, some sort of semblance of a, of a regular season as much as we can here. Yeah. As safe as possible. To be hey, honest. I, oh, go ahead, man. No, no, go ahead. You got it, brother. You got well, it. I, I was going to say, so I, to, what my thing is, is I think the reason they're even discussing that is because they realize they should have kept with the fall. Um, because yeah. as of right now, I mean, these teams that are preparing for this week one upcoming and then the SEC here in a couple weeks, they're doing okay. Like Clemson is disclosed, you know, just speaking from uh, the Clemson perspective, uh, being a little bit more involved in that media, they're disclosing the COVID numbers on a weekly basis. And, you know, Clemson had that spike early uh, in the off season back in like July. Um, but now it's like there have, uh, to my knowledge, there have not been any positive tests uh, within the football team um, this past week. Uh, so, I mean, these teams are doing everything that they need to do right to kind of prepare for a season in uh, in a COVID world. And I think the Big Ten sees that now, and that's why they're trying to push the start of the season. And the only reason they have to push it to like something like October is, of course, you still got to coordinate getting everybody in, in camp, um, getting everybody physically ready to go out and play football, but also coordinating, you know, with uh, uh who is it that has the big is the NBC that um, has like the big uh, deal with the big 10, as far as broadcasting their games. Uh, I think it's NBC. Yeah. I think it's NBC. I know NBC got the Notre Dame deal. Yeah. They, um, either way, you know, obviously they have to kind of get all that coordinated with, uh, with uh, the TV uh, people and make sure that all that gets broadcasted. Uh, but I, I agree. I mean, it would be nice to see them, um, you know, get playing as soon as possible so we can definitely see who the best team is. Cause I mean, outside of, you know, your kind of normal juggernauts and uh, Alabama, Clemson, LSU is obviously still a threat. Uh, and then of course, um, Ohio state, you know, you kind of have everybody in the mix to make sure that we do get, like you said, a true champion and not an asterisk kind of year. Right. No, absolutely. You know, you just want, uh, you just don't want there to be any debates cause you know how it goes, you know, um, 
it almost kind of takes you back to the BCS era, you know, where it's like, ah, well, this team should have made it, that team should have made it. Well, we don't really know. And yeah. There's so many questions, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'd much rather things get started sooner than later and get everybody out there. But I'll tell you, football as a whole is just going to be um, very tough to predict as far as us being in this COVID era. So it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, on to, like, another conference um, – if we start talking about the uh, the Big 12, man, um, you look at, you know, some of the powerhouses there, you you know, obviously you got OU um, who recruits at a high level and they win a lot of football games and another team that's been very dominant in, the, in this playoff era. Um, how do you see that playing out for this year? Do you think that uh, they continue to dominate or do you see a, a, a senior-led team with like, like Texas maybe, you know, throwing a rich into things? You got a senior quarterback in Sam Ellinger and – you know, maybe that makes some noise. So how how you see that playing out? Are we ever going to believe in Sam Ellinger? Oh, man. I don't believe him as, a, as an NFL quarterback, no. But he's a he's a cool little college quarterback, you know. Uh, you know, make things happen type of yeah. guy. Will the win, will the win type guy. I, and I like Sam. I mean, I just – I felt like he so much underperformed his junior year uh, that – you know, it kind of – I think it threw his stock off a little bit. Um, and maybe he takes that as an opportunity to bounce back this year and kind of make that name for himself, you know, as far as, like, is Texas really back? He What was it, two years ago he said that after they beat uh, – Oh, they beat George in the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we're back. And we're it's back, like, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, what would you do last year, you know? I came into – as far as like kind of turning back to Oklahoma, I, I think it's going to be a normal year in the Big 12 as far as like Oklahoma is probably just going to dominate as they always do because Lincoln Riley is just that good of a coach. Uh, he makes – I mean, it's it's basically, you know, it's basically, that's quarterback you right now. I, I think we can – we got another – I was going to say we got another new quarterback there, Spencer Rattler, I want to say, right? Spencer Rattler is, I believe, going to be the starter. Yeah, no, I mean, Spencer Rattler, it's going to be interesting, interesting to see, you know, how he takes the reins here. Uh, you know, he was, you know, the number one or two quarterback coming out when he was in high school. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be cool. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're on a nice run here when you go back to Baker, to Kyler, to Jalen Hurts. And, you know, now we're on Spencer and, you know, they got, they got Caleb Williams, number one quarterback in, in 2020 in the pipeline as well on the way. So it's, it's uh like you said, it's definitely QBU at the moment. Um, I'm just ready for Lincoln Riley to go ahead and go to the pros. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's next? Yeah. I think at some point, you know, he's going to, he's going to get up out of there. You know, he's going to get an offer. You can't refuse. I mean, you know, Hey man. So, as far as systems goes and all that, and just quarterback friendly guys, um, you know, you got Cliff Kingsbury, um, you know, who's at Arizona right now. And, <clears throat> you know, he has some pretty good success in college being a, a college coach at, at Texas Tech, obviously coached uh, Patrick Mahomes and whatnot. And then, you know, obviously, but you go to look at, and he, and he's coaching the Cardinals and, you know, he's doing a great job and oh, yeah. one of the, the best up and coming young quarterbacks in the league right now in Kyler Murray. So I see no reason whatsoever why uh, a guy with like Lincoln Riley with multiple Heisman winners isn't going to get a job in the NFL soon. You know what I mean? 
he almost turned Jalen Hurts into a Heisman winner. Right. Like, that's crazy to think about. And so Spencer Rattler, I think I said last year that I actually thought that Spencer Rattler, this was like week one, like when we were all kind of making predictions for the season before Jalen Hurts did what he did. Yeah. I thought Spencer Rattler was going to take his job midway through the season. Okay. I really didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to keep his starting job. He obviously, you know, the work of Lincoln Riley kind of befell upon him, and uh, and he turned into uh, he turned it into a Heisman candidate season. And so now that you get a guy like Spencer Rattler, who is kind of more of that, uh, you know, that that Baker Mayfield type of player as far as what they're looking for. I mean, he's going to light it up um and uh and if something you know goes wrong with him i do like mordecai uh you know he's he's another guy who can go out there and kind of provide what they need you know in that system yeah no um they're definitely gonna perform i mean you know excuse me uh you know i just don't why i don't know anyone would expect to see any kind of real drop off in performance um from from oklahoma It's, it's just it's wild you know uh Every year, you know, new receivers, new backs, uh, new quarterback, and it's just kind of the train just kind of keeps moving steadily along, you know. So um, we're going to get some more names this year that will be household names before the year's over as far as, far as uh, wide receivers. And, you know, we go from there. Um, you know, who do we have? We had Hollywood Brown, and then we moved on to C.D. Lamb, and, you know, now we'll see who it is this year, you know. So it's going to be uh, it's gonna be fun for them, I'm sure, as usual. So. We'll see how it all shakes out. Yeah, and and I mean, aside from aside from Texas, uh, I really don't think there's anybody in the league that can really challenge them. Um, I'd have to agree. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Baylor is going to look like now that uh, now that they had head coach change. Um, yeah, shout out to Dave Aranda uh, making the move from being LSU defensive coordinator over down there. Uh, obviously, he's gonna he's implementing a whole new defense. I mean, he's he's three four based. Uh, I'm not sure what what Baylor was running last year, but even if they, regardless how it goes, he he's he runs a, a three four where a lot of different nuances, a, a very 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 uh, complicated um, you know detailed defense. So he's. Um, He's got a whole new project going down there, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But hopefully they keep the offensive system the same um, that's been going on down there because, I mean, that's been their calling card for, what, Scott, uh, 10 years now? Oh, yeah, it, at least. And um, and then you still have other teams out there that, like, I'm curious to see. This is, I think, is it Les Miles' second year coaching Kansas? Second or third, something like that. He's still kind of early, and you know, obviously, I don't expect him to turn them into a uh, a contender. But it, I'm interested to see if he can turn them into a bowl team. Yeah, I think I think he's got it in him. Uh, I'll tell you, I, I think I think Les Miles is just really kind of just having a good time down there at Kansas. You know, um, uh, uh, I don't want to say necessarily a last hurrah in, in in his coaching in his coaching career here, but. Uh, yeah, I can see I can see a bowl game happening. They got a really good running back in Puka Williams, who's from Louisiana. Um, really, really good player. Uh, he'll play on Sundays. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, he's gonna be relying on him a lot to to get them to the promised land. So we'll we'll see how that goes for him. But I mean, yeah. hey, hopefully they make some make some noise. 
Yeah, but other than that, I think you and I can agree that it's pretty much Oklahoma's uh, league to lose. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Oklahoma's league to lose, and really, it's a it's a two man league. Really, uh, you know, Oklahoma State will win some games, they'll score some points, but uh, that that's really about it. When you sit here and think about it, as far as the Big Twelve goes. Yeah. Well, moving on to, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll save the quote unquote best for last with the SEC. So we'll we'll move on to, the, you know, the we'll move on to the ACC here. Um, one thing that's really interesting about this is this is the first time in the history of the University of Notre Dame that they are actually going to be playing conference college football. Uh, what do you think about that, Malone, as far as like, I mean, th- th- it's kind of crazy to even say that, that they've never played conference football, but here we are. Yeah, um, I-, I think it's I think it's great. Uh, obviously, it's something new for Notre Dame, but I mean, I, you know, I think it's something that, that needs to happen, obviously, uh, just for the COVID times. You know, they kind of stay in a specific region as far as them playing games. You know, obviously, Notre Dame is as a, a national independent school. So they play a national schedule. They kind of bounce from here, there and everywhere. So uh, it's just not something that necessarily needs to happen at the moment. So, um, you know, I know they had that partial ACC deal or, you know, that's what they kind of been operating on. So they've played mostly those kind of games. So it's only natural that they kind of opt into uh, uh, a full-time schedule for them. So it should be fun. Um, it definitely ups the quality of the conference. Um, you know, there's always, there's obviously there's, there's there's quality in the conference, but it just gives you one more big dog to add in there, and I mean a big big dog. You know, uh, I've always had a, I've always kind of liked the Notre Dame program as well. That's kind of just a, a school that you know I I respect and um, just as an overall program and, and what they've got going on and just throughout the history. So it's cool to see them operating with you guys and see what they got going on. Yeah, and uh, we will actually see them uh, this season. I believe that is our. Uh, our November 7th game, that is actually election week. Uh, one thing that was kind of interesting I saw that is that uh, um, Trevor Lawrence spoke out and said that the team agreed not to take the full day of election day off. They're going to take like a half day to go out and vote, um, but the, they still want to actually get out there and practice too because of that being Notre Dame week. I mean, that's kind of a gauntlet for uh, for Clemson as far as they've got uh, the month of that, that final four-week schedule. they got Notre Dame on the road, um, Florida State on the road. they got Pittsburgh at home, which we know what Pittsburgh has done to, you know, Clemson and other teams at home. And then very last game of the season is at Virginia Tech. So uh, the final four weeks of, of Clemson football is really going to be – kind of the ultimate test as far as like, I mean, every year it's, it's a matter of uh, Clemson kind of running the table. And this year there's actually an opportunity to where they can kind of test themselves. Um, But I mean, kind of going through the opening of the year for us, uh, you know, we end up opening the season against Wake Forest and then you got, um, you know, your Virginia's your, we play Miami week four, um, but once we get to that that gauntlet, I think that first game on the road against Notre Dame um, is really going to be the ultimate test for us as far as if we will deserve to be uh, a contender in the playoff. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, Miami may be interesting just just with De'Ara King. And, I do like uh, De'Ara King. Uh, just to see what they got going on. It may be, obviously, you know, uh, you guys are – you know, should win the game, but I, it may be uh, just an interesting challenge. Um, 
at least in the beginning. Uh, but yeah, no, that that Clemson schedule is, um, you know, that's that's the last four games are definitely a little more challenging than the first. But uh, I, I don't I don't foresee too many challenges for for your program as far as getting back to where they want to be, which is uh, the playoffs and ultimately a national championship football game. Yeah, I guess I should back up. I mean, I'm not worried, but it's definitely more difficult than we've had in, in seasons past. Um, just throwing in that Notre Dame kind of at the end of the schedule. Usually when we played Notre Dame, it's kind of been within the first five weeks of the season. Right. Um, the most recent being that one that was uh, during the hurricane. Um, and so the uh, the other interesting aspect of it is that because Notre Dame is in the conference, they're going to be eligible to play in the ACC championship game as well. Well, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, it kind of like how you're alluding to. I mean, it is always different playing someone at the end of the season than the beginning of the season. So, yeah, playing Notre Dame at the end where both teams are kind of being stride and uh, have some rhythm going is definitely going to be like a little early bowl game, you know. So that's um, that that will be a challenge. That will be a challenge for sure. But I mean, I have no reason to think that you guys won't come on on top, especially with, uh, you know, 16 back there. Oh yeah, and uh, oh man, I'm. I think when it comes to uh, Heisman watch, I think I don't think there's anybody that's above him on any list. Uh, Trevor Lawrence kind of going into the year as the Heisman favorite, but in all honesty, I'm. I just don't think he's gonna get it. I, I really, I don't think in 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 this roster that a Clemson guy can get the Heisman because I think you have two guys who deserve it. You got so him and like, Travis like Etienne. The Ohio, like the Ohio State effect last year. I'm not saying Joe didn't deserve it because he did. Yeah. Kind of like. Uh, yeah, know, like, yeah, Chase Young. And, Chase Young. I got you. Yeah. And, and so on Clemson, you got Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, um, yeah. which, I mean, it's almost not even fair. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, you got two, uh, two you know, very high-level elite players who, um, you know, I mean, Travis Etienne, uh, Louisiana product. Um, I mean, what more can we say about the guy? Guy averages like, you know, 15 yards per carry. I mean, what, what else What else is there to say? Uh, he's going to break all the records this year. Yeah, yeah. He's, he uh, he's going to be – he might be the – he might be, you know, I don't know. Like, it's tough because I feel like maybe he really hasn't had, like – the impact or the influence like a, like a CJ Spiller, but obviously he's better though to me. He's better. Oh, he oh, is. I, I mean, I will say around here, like people will tell you that he's the best running back we've ever had. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Like CJ and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, salute CJ. Like, I mean, yeah. he, he, he's a part of the reason like all this was built. Uh, but Travis Etienne, I mean, there's arguments that he's better. There's a good possibility he can break his all-purpose record this year. He has to do a lot of work, but he can do it. Um, he's 26 touchdowns away from Keenan Reynolds' overall touchdown record. Oh, wow. Um, he's at 62. Yeah, he's at 62 right now, um, which is about an average of 20. 20 and 21 a season. Um, and he's 26 this year to break the record. Now they're playing in fewer games, but could he do it? Mm. 26, man. That's a lot. It's a lot, bro. It's a lot of. It's a lot from that position. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's a lot from that position, man. And just from a non-quarterback position, that's a lot. So I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, uh, aside from that, I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna break pretty much every Clemson record. I mean, it, he was just a freak animal. Like, I mean, he he's just so good. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, I don't think anybody's gonna stop us. I think I think we are gonna go back to the college football playoff if there is one. I don't think it's been confirmed yet uh, what the playoff committee is going to do. Um, but one team I'm really interested to see, and we kind of talked about it a little earlier, is that North Carolina team. Love the Hills, man. Love the Hills. Uh, definitely love what Max Brown's got going on down there. I tell you, man, um, I was down there with my dad for the uh, Carolina Duke game in February, right before Corona hit. And, uh, you know, that was my first time on campus, like walking around, just seeing what's going on. And- I remember that. We went into the football stand, man, and just like that feel like if I'm a if I'm a recruit, man, and you know, um Carolina's got a lot to offer, man. It's 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 a nice place. It's a nice place. Uh and so I can I can understand why Mac is kind of getting these kids to come down there at the moment. And he's got something going, man. They're gonna be a good team this year, especially when you got a trigger man like Sam Howell out there pulling the strings and making things happen. I'm so high on Sam Howell. Like, I don't think he's going to be the best quarterback in the conference, but there may be an argument for him. I mean, I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence, obviously, but Sam Howell is going to be a first round guy. Um, he's a pro. Like, he's yeah. a pro. Like, he's he's going to be. There's a good chance he could be the first quarterback taken in his class. Uh, so, I mean. It's hard to say. I mean, Trevor's got a little bit more experience. He's a junior. Sam Howell's a sophomore. But, I mean, he started all last year, and he played great. And you just get that extra experience, and now you get some recruits coming in. You know, Mac Brown, they had, what, a uh, like a top 10 class? Uh, so Yeah, top 15 at least. I mean, they were they were up there. They definitely got some impact guys on the line of scrimmage, where, which is what you need in college football. So it's it's – they're gonna be they're gonna be a fun team to watch this year. Yeah, and I think they're posing to have another big class uh, the the following year here too. They're yeah, I expect to see them um, on the opposite side of the field uh, come the ACC championship game. I think it's going to be them and Clemson. Uh, Clemson obviously I'm still going to give the nod to. I mean, there's just too much talent there. Brian Brissy is already listed as a, a starter. Um, it's to be expected. I mean, he's he's you know. Hey, what was number two recruit in America? Something like that. Yeah, uh, depending on which board you looked at, I think he was number two. Some of them have number one. Yeah. Um, so he, he's definitely a guy. Um, but it's also a program, you know, you don't see that often. And usually when you do see it, it's for a special guy. Uh, you know, and so I'm really excited. I mean, he's listed as a co-starter, but either way, he's getting his touches. He's going to get his, or not his touches, but his uh, his his snaps, and uh, he's going to be a candidate uh, to compete for the permanent starting job. But that's going to be his defensive line uh, for years to come. But just that talent everywhere else on the roster. I mean, I don't think uh, a team like even with North Carolina, who they have, I don't think they're quite going to be there yet, but I, I fully expect to see them uh, be in the uh, actual championship game come to the end of the year. Another underrated uh, cheeky play that uh, North Carolina made as far as recruiting goes. Um, they had the number one quarterback. I mean, not quarter, uh, corner committed for 2021 and Tony Grimes 
uh, he ended up graduating early and going to 2020. So he is on campus right now at the number one Jesus. corner for, for 2021. Yeah, he uh, moved up to 2020. So he is on campus right now. So I expect him to be one of those freshman impact stars as well, playing on the opposite side of um, their, their, their starting corner. They had a very good back defensive backfield last year as well, led by uh, defensive back coach Dre Bly. I don't know if you remember him in the pros, playing with him on Madden back in the day. But uh, yeah, Dre Bly, um, he went he went to Carolina, but he's their DB coach now, so he's he's getting guys for sure. They're gonna be, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're gonna be there. They're gonna be there as far as uh, recruiting DBs moving forward. Um, they're gonna be up there along with you know the LSU's, Ohio State's. Um, they they're gonna be right there. So it's gonna be very very fun moving forward. Yeah, I'm really excited for ACC play to start this week. Um, and so uh, all I can say is uh, it's going to be kind of interesting to see how some of these uh, teams are doing things. Like I know Clemson's going to be allowing, uh, I think it's 19,000 fans in. Okay. Um, obviously, it's going to be social distance guidelines. Yeah, There's going to be somewhat like these home pods where people can be in at certain times before they're instructed to go to their seats. Um, but uh, there will be crowds at, at, at Clemson University come this uh, uh, this. I think the first game is on the road. Yeah, we play Wake Forest on the road. But next week uh, we have uh, the Citadel at home, and there will be fans. Okay, well, that's what's up. Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I was watching uh, a game this past Saturday. And I was looking in the background and saw fans. I couldn't believe it. it was Marshall and somebody else. I can't remember who Marshall was playing. Um, but that's that's who I was watching. I was like, oh, wow, Like there's people in the stands. So I guess, uh, you know, they're, they're making happening. it happen as long as it's, you know, safe and all that good stuff, which is which is great. You know, everybody wants to get out there to the games and see some good football and get out of the house a little bit. Um, but everybody wants to be safe at the same time. So it's good to see. Absolutely. And uh, so obviously the question here for the ACC, just the bold question, can anybody take down Clemson? Um, I think North Carolina can do it. Will they do it? I'm not, I'm not sure on that by any stretch of the imagination, but I do think they have the, the facilities and the, the capabilities to, to make that happen. I guess we'll, uh, we'll see how it shakes out. I, I mean, I, I forgot about this guy. I'm going to throw him out here uh, before we move on, but Chase Bryce got the starting job at, at Duke university. So that's a Clemson transfer. Uh, he's most notably known for saving Clemson uh, in the, that game against Syracuse back in 2018 when uh, Kelly Bryant had left the team and then Trevor Lawrence got the starting job but got hurt in the second quarter. Chase Bryce took that team and uh, came back from behind and actually won the football game. He just got the starting job at Duke, and he's a he's a baller. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting him to uh, put up decent numbers and, you know, do some damage. Um Duke has had pretty decent quarterback play over the last 10 years. Uh, I mean, David Cutcliffe over there. I mean, you know, you go back to Peyton Manning. Um, that was his coach at at, at, at Tennessee. I mean, um, and Eli Manning's coach at Ole Miss. I mean, he's he's going to make things happen as far as quarterback position goes. Just had a quarterback recently drafted in Daniel Jones, who plays yeah. for the Giants. 
uh, fantasy sleeper, by the way. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm expecting nothing less from Chase Bryson to be productive and to have a great year and to eventually put himself in position to get drafted. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does for this year. But uh, moving along, I, I want you to go ahead and uh, lead us into uh, our final league here that we'll be discussing as far as uh, – previewing what's going to happen here which is obviously this is probably going to end up being the most dramatic of the leagues that we'll be playing you know we pretty much agreed that Oklahoma's going to run the table in the Big 12 Clemson's going to run the table in the ACC what happens here uh so we're talking about the the SEC football conference um so the Southeastern Football Conference, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot going on. There's a lot of good teams um, this year, um, just like every year. Uh, you know, just starting with LSU, uh, replacing a lot, obviously, and that's that's in the booth, that's on the field. Um, you know, it's here, there, and everywhere. So it's gonna be a lot happening. But um, you know, it's one of those schools that's recruited at a high level for as long as, you know, we've been watching college football. So it's, 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 it's business as usual and just trying to make things happen. Um, uh, you know, obviously you're going to have your regular contenders, you know, um, Bama's going to be there at the, at the end. Uh, Auburn's going to have a really good team this year. Um, Texas A&M is getting a lot of hype for, you know, whatever reason. Um, you know, it's going to be fun. My, my sleeper pick in the conference is really Ole Miss this year. I think that they have a good chance to be uh, a pretty decent program with, um, you know, the quarterback that's moving into his his, his sophomore campaign. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's going to be fun, man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm expecting good things from, from the Tigers. Uh, obviously, you got Miles Brennan, who's been sitting there waiting his turn, who uh, – got to sit behind Joe for two years and, and now it's his time to make it happen. He's been patient. He's been a, a servant of the program. And now he has the backing of, of really the whole state is behind miles, man, to, um, to, to lead, lead the, the, the flagship program. And, and we'll see what happens. Um, obviously uh, LSU's had a couple big opt outs in Jamar chase and, and, and Tyler Shelvin, Huge. but, uh, you know, I think a lot of people are forgetting about, Terrace Marshall, who before he got hurt in the middle of last year and came back at the end to end it well, I mean, he was he was the guy. I mean, he was uh, he was leading LSU and receiving touchdowns. Uh, you know, the first four weeks, um, red zone monster. Uh, you know, he's six three four four guy. I mean, he's he's really good. So now he just kind of steps in and, and, and steps in Jamar Chase's role, and. Um, uh, Racy McMath, who was going to be our third receiver, moves into his second spot. And um, the guy who's moving to the third receiver role, who, who uh, Coach Odron, who's already told uh, told everybody who's going to be a starter, is uh, Kayshawn Butte, uh, five-star freshman, number two wide receiver come out in the country, number 24 overall recruit. Uh, I mean, this is the thing. Now, I know I'm on a tangent. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going off. <laughs> You're good, man. So, and this and this is my thing. If this was any other year, let's let's say Jamar Chase was never even on the football team, right? Because everybody's making this big deal about Jamar not being there, and obviously they should. Right. He's a he's a generational talent, Blitnikoff winner. I mean, as a sophomore, you know what I mean? He's right. I mean, he's, he's a stud. He's a stud. He's a yeah. Stud. Wide receiver one this year, coming out of the draft, no questions asked. I mean, he's the guy. But 
if he wasn't on the team, if we just act like he he never existed, and LSU had Racing McMath, our number two receiver, and Terrence Marshall coming in, and then you got, oh, so we got this five-star receiver coming in, number two overall receiver, number 24 recruiting the country coming in, everybody would be like, oh, all right, well, cool. We got this third guy coming in, like, it's whatever. But because we lost Jamar Chase, it's almost like, oh, man, well, damn, how are they going to do that? When Who's going to replace him? Who's going to replace him where if it was any other year, you got this five-star coming in who's just sitting here waiting, coming in as a freshman. It'd be like, okay, well, we got our three guys. You know what I mean? So I just just don't understand everybody's big hoopla as far as – as far as losing, I mean, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? But you understand what I'm saying at the same time. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's it's like programs like this, like Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, it's next man up. You know, it's not it, it's not one of these programs where they're good for a year and then they got to wait for the next class of freshmen to become seniors. You know, these are teams that just, you know, they have guys, you know, deep into the bench that would start just about anywhere else um, or, or not maybe anywhere else, but a lot of other places. Uh, so just having that depth and that, uh, you know, that continuous recruiting, uh, I mean, is really the big thing. As long as you keep getting guys in and you're getting top 10 draft classes every year, you're going to compete. Uh, it's just kind of how the numbers always shake out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, that's just kind of how it is. Uh you know, your, your, your job is never safe. You got, you know, you got to come out and prove yourself. High-level college football, these guys that come out and prove themselves every week, you know, uh, or you can get passed by. Um, that's just kind of nature of the beast. And, shoot, really, it's kind of nature of the beast in life. Uh, if you're really being honest, you know, you got to come out here and prove yourself every day and try to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to kind of backtrack on that you talked about for a moment, uh, your sleeper team being old Miss. I am so excited to see the first showdown of Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach. Like, I think, I think these are two of the most like just charismatic coaches in the country. Absolutely. And to see them like being at these two schools with a, obviously Lane Kiffin being the head coach at Ole Miss. This is his first year. Mike Leach being the head coach at Mississippi state. It's his first year. That is going to be one of the best games to watch rivalry week every single year while they're there. Oh yeah, no, nah, bar none. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Like you mentioned, like two charismatic coaches. They both bring high level offensive minds and 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 backgrounds into the game. So it's gonna be some scoring. Like it's it's gonna be fun. You know, uh, Mississippi State. Uh, they got the transfer KJ Costello from Stanford coming in to be the quarterback, and um, and and Ole Miss is gonna have John Rice Plumley. I mean, it's the matchups are great, you know. So it's gonna be a a, a really fun time when they're able to actually get on the gridiron and and go toe to toe. Didn't Philip Hot Dogs go to one of those schools? Who that? Uh, uh, Felipe Franks. Uh, no, he's um he transferred from Florida to Arkansas. Arkansas, that's right. I yeah, mean, yeah, Arkansas, right. yeah for, for whatever reason, I thought it was uh, Mississippi State. But, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, until he kind of reproves himself, man, it's uh, it's Philip Hot Dogs. So, uh, <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy, man. Felipe Franks was committed to LSU at a certain point in time. I mean, he was super highly ranked when that was going on, and then he – he did commit to us and went to Florida. Obviously, never really lived up to 
the expectations. So I don't know what he thinks is going to happen at Arkansas, but you know, hey, good luck to the kid. He's got uh he's got um well actually no Chad Morris got fired. Chad Morris is at Ole Miss. Oh, is he? He, I think he got a new OC gig, and I think it was Ole Miss. Um, okay. Okay. So that – oh, no, it's Auburn. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah, yeah, that's Another right. Another team we need to talk about in the SEC conf- – in, in SEC, man, I mean. That's probably the biggest hire of the SEC because another, yeah. if, if, we're, if we're being honest, the one thing Auburn doesn't have is a great offense. And Chad Morris is an, offense, an offensive coach. I mean, he's just – you know, he's credited for kind of uh, really bringing about the promise of what the Clemson program is today when he was their offensive coordinator before he uh, took his first head coaching job. And, uh, you know, things didn't work out at Arkansas, um, but it's good to see him back kind of where he naturally belongs. I mean, I hope he gets another head coaching chance someday again. But I'm really interested to see what he does at Auburn, especially with Bo Nix. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, we've we've seen what happens firsthand when, you know, in one year when you come in, implement a new offense and it just happens to click. Um, and, you know, we, we've seen it take place where and, and where it comes in and, and people win and win big. So uh, Auburn is definitely a, a really, really scary team coming into this year with Bo Nix and, and his offense with Chad Morris coming in, he's a, you know, he has a proven record as far as, like you said, um, with, with, you know, great offenses. So uh, I think they're going to be really good. Um, they lost a lot on the defensive line, um, you know, a lot of pros, uh, but they still have some guys as well. So, you know, that's going to be interesting, but we'll see how it shakes, man. Um, they had a big win last year against Bama, which was great. So, you know, we'll see how it carries over, but definitely expecting Bo Nix to, to be, you know, a stud this year. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll see how we'll see what happens. Yeah, if it doesn't happen this year, it's not going to happen. Um, but he's okay. good enough to do it, and I think Chad Morris can kind of turn him into that that next level guy. Um, the uh, the other team that we haven't even mentioned their name yet, uh, but obviously we need to throw them out here so we don't get that fan base angry at us is uh, the University of Georgia. Oh. <laughs> Georgia. Man, um so Georgia's in a weird spot, especially with Jamie Newman opting out. Is JT ready? I I think that's the only thing that that means, man. I, I really I just I don't understand like when I look back and think about it, I'm like, why did Jamie Newman opt out? The, the only thing that you can really make logical sense of is that JT was beating them out. Like yeah. That that's the only thing I can think of. And Jamie's a stud. Like he's, I don't know if he'll get, I don't think he's going to get drafted in in the league or anything, but he may get a combine invite. He may get signed to a practice squad. Like he's not a bad quarterback. He led right. Wake Forest to eight wins last year. Um, so uh, he, he's, and, you know, he, he was going to be the starter at Georgia until JT Daniels transferred in and basically, you know, crushed his hopes and dreams. Um, I do yeah, think yeah. if JT wins the job, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen here because I never believed in Jake Fromm. I thought that they had better guys that were behind him 
And uh, even before Jacob Eason transferred, I always believed Jacob Eason was better than Fromm. Uh, Justin Fields, obviously, no question is better than Jake uh, than Jake Fromm. Um, yeah, so now that they're getting somebody that's not just a game manager, but who's actually a quarterback, like a high-level quarterback, because JT was a five-star, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, he's – Absolutely. He's, he was number one in his position coming up. This is the real deal. He, he graduated – I think he moved up a grade. He did. Like, moved up, yeah, and then went to USC early. So, he's still, like, a young guy out here, you know. So, um, yeah, no, nah, JT's a high-level player. Uh, and, I mean, you know, we talked about this, uh, I think, um, in, in our group text. But, yeah, like, I, I definitely think that 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 uh, uh, he felt that pressure from JT. And, you know, like you said, it's kind of just a way to kind of – for him to hold on to his value, maybe, um, you know, by just opting out and 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 keeping that allure, I guess. But it's it's going to be interesting. Um, but I'm not really sure if JT is a hundred percent healthy, and if he's not, they're going to be depending on the freshman quarterback in Carson Beck, and um, you know, at least to start the year off, but. It, like like you said, it would be tough to imagine that JT is not out there battling if um, you know. Oh yeah. If Newman uh, opted to to you know go ahead and sit this year out, and especially after he made the move to leave where he was at. Absolutely. Um, so with Georgia, I mean they're ranked preseason number four. Um, I think they have the pieces. Yeah, I do think they're too high, but I also think they have the pieces to obviously make it to the SEC title game. Um, you know, I mean, there's just nobody in the East that's going to compete. I don't believe in Florida. I don't really? believe. No. No, man. I mean, I think it's the same story with Florida every year. They get ranked in the top 10 and they become a 10-win team. Um, so I, I think we're just going to see more of that because Florida, they're not going to beat Georgia. Um I believe you guys play Florida, don't you? Or no? Yeah, that's our that's our permanent East opponent. We play. Yeah, there. so they're not going to beat you. Um, that's already two two losses. So I, I don't think it's going to be Florida. Um, the real question here: uh, if Georgia's going to win the East, who wins the West? Uh I mean, you know, there's a lot of there's a there's so many questions in the West. So many questions in the West. Uh, both of the top dogs in the West are replacing quarterbacks. Um, uh, I, Texas A&M is getting a lot of hype. And I, I don't understand that for the life of me. Um, Kellen Mond has, hasn't shown me a thing as far as being a high-level quarterback in the, in the SEC. No. Um, you know, they're, they're great. Uh, Texas A&M greatest claim to fame since even coming to the SEC is beating LSU in a seven overtime game. That's that's the that's the the most notoriety they have in the conference since coming there. Other than that, well, let me take that back. They had Johnny Menzel, but they still didn't even win nothing with Johnny. Even when they had him, they didn't win anything. No, uh, they won one game against Bama, and that was won one game against Bama that got him to Heisman. And, yeah, and that's really about it. Uh, so yeah, this is this is this is you know, LSU Bama country, um, both replacing high level quarterbacks, and we're, so we, I mean we're gonna see how that goes. So Auburn doesn't ruin the dreams of one of y'all. 
Um, no, I think uh, I think Auburn still loses to both this year, but I think that they don't lose anybody else. Uh, and make them eight and two. Um, and then uh, that would also make Georgia. What's their schedule look like? Do they do they play any of these teams midway through the year? Uh, they play Auburn week two. Georgia plays Auburn every year. They do play Bama week four. Ooh. See, that's that's tough. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. That's, that's probably gonna... gonna be as of right now. I think it's the highest you know uh, ranked game in in the season. Um, obviously that could fluctuate, but right now it's a three four matchup. Man, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'll tell you another one that's gonna be fun. Another team that we haven't talked about, um, um, Kentucky. You think Kentucky. Kentucky's gonna come back? They they've had a couple of good years. Um, they've had a couple of good years, man. And you know, they, I think they're bringing their quarterback back this year, a uh, super dual threat guy. And um, yeah, I mean, I I think they can still try to kind of make some noise and you know possibly ruin some dreams here and there. And and you know. I don't think that this whole college football season is necessarily going to be like the like the NBA bubble where it's kind of truly mano a mano. Like there, you know, there's no crowds because I mean the crowds are going to be there. It's going to be at a minimum, but it's kind of still going to have that look, man. Like either you're better than me or you're not. You know, like there's no yeah. leaning on uh, uh, you know the crowd and the hype and that that adrenaline and that energy you feel from that. You know, it's. It's this man in front of you, and either you can deal with him or you can't. You know, so um, I think it's going to be a big, a big storyline for a lot of these games this year. Absolutely. Um, so when we talk about, and you know, I know we've talked about all the leagues, um, individual awards. Really, there's only one that I, I think we really need to touch on, and that's the Heisman. Um, and I know I would really say let's talk about who we think is going to win the Heisman, but we we would probably come up with the same names um, as far as who those candidates would be. So what I want to know is, is there a sleeper pick that you have, somebody who maybe like you wouldn't even consider putting in the Heisman race right now, but who has the potential to jump into that category? Hey, man. Um... Obviously, I'm a, you know, I love my guys, man. But Miles Brennan, man, Miles Brennan, man, he's the the guy who's going to be the quarterback for LSU this year. I mean, he's going to have every single opportunity to do the same thing that that Joe just did last year. Obviously, I don't think anyone expects him to do anything quite to that level. But I mean, the offense is not changing. It is the exact same thing as last year. We just got another guy, and, you know, it's plug and play. So we're going to see what happens. Uh, saw the numbers Joe put up. Um, I have no doubts in my mind that that Miles is going to, you know, ball out, man. So we saw what happened for Joe with that, and, and I don't see why it can't be the same for Mr. Brennan. That's fair enough because, um, yeah, I, I think when we did this conversation last year, uh, I mean, we may have discussed Joe Burrow being a sleeper, but let's be honest. I mean, I don't think you really went into the season thinking that he was going to have the season that he did and, and potentially no. wing the Heisman. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't until um, 
after that 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 Texas game, after that Texas game, it was kind of like you kind of saw it. It, it was yeah, kind of manifest. You could see it from there. It was like, okay, this is different. This isn't like what we've kind of seen before with LSU. We just went to Austin, you know, in the third week of the season and and won a football game against Texas. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's uh, yeah. After that, it was kind of yeah. It was kind of floating on the cloud to the end of the season. I think, and I mean, I guess this guy, I kind of mentioned him a little while ago. He's at, you know, the Heisman factory, man, in Oklahoma. I mean, Spencer Rattler is going to be a guy who I don't know how high he is on Heisman watches right now, but he's definitely, you know, you just can't count him out because of where he's at. And uh, another guy that you mentioned earlier that really, I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's just really good. And he has the potential to, you know, make this team into a possible contender. And that's De'Aaron King over at Miami. That's a good one. That's a good one. De'Aaron King is definitely a good one. Um, now, obviously, um, the Heisman, more so than kind of any individual award that I've seen over the years, there's got to be some team success there, right? So it has to be. Um if Miami can be a really good football team this year, then yeah, obviously it's going to be on the back of De'Aaron King. Um, so yeah, I mean it's there for him. Um, so that, that's a, that's a good call. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. They only have to reach, I think, a certain level of being a winner because obviously Lamar Jackson, when he won his Heisman, they were eight and four. Um, so I agree that they have to. It has to be a winning team. I mean, it's not going to be a team that's out here three and nine at the end of the season. Right. Um, but as long as you are, you know, if you go that eight and four, I mean, obviously that would be like the bare minimum. But if you're De'Eric King, you're Miami, um, and you you go like you win eight or nine games this year, I, I think you're in the conversation because he's just that kind of a player. He did great things over while he was at Houston, and uh, now he's going to get that Power Five uh, look and and see what he can do in a you know in a big league. Yeah, I tell you, I had I had no recollection that that was uh, Lamar Jackson's record win. Eight and four, yeah. They it. they start that was the year they started off really good. Right. And they were like it, they it was like when we went into the Clemson game, they were both top five teams. Yeah. And after that Clemson loss, they started just losing random games, and they ended the season eight and four. Oh wow! Yeah, I do remember um, LSU played them that uh, in the bowl game that year. When Probably thrashed them. And yeah, it was you know, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, Once they lost the Clemson game, it was like they lost all their, all their will. Gotcha, gotcha. We've only been the same since, but I mean, I don't really expect them to be. Um, for no disrespect, but yeah, it happens. It happens um, but yeah, man, I mean, really, the the last thing that I mean, it's on everybody's mind probably at this point it's on my mind it's on your mind and uh everybody that's listening i mean if there's going to be a college football playoff who are going to be out of the teams that are playing right because we don't know what's going to happen with the big 10 and ohio state and all them so just for big 12 acc sec who's going to be the final four because there's going to be at least one league that's going to get two teams um, could be two leagues to get two teams. It could be one league get, uh, gets three teams. I mean, it could shake out so many ways with there being fewer teams in consideration. So who do you think is going to make the top four? So let me ask you, let me get some, let me get, let me ask one question for a little more background. 
Are we counting the Big 12 playing in October? Are we counting on that? Or are we just going with the certified teams, like you said, that are like we know are playing right now? Just who we got. Uh, okay. ACC, SEC, Big 12. So I'm definitely, obviously, I'm going to go Clemson. Um, I'm going to go Clemson. Uh, I'm going to go Oklahoma. Um, and then from there, man, um, I'm I'm going with the I'm going with the two dogs out the west, man. I'm I'm going with Bama and I'm going with my guys, man. I'm going with LSU, man, to come right back into that top four, man. I I I I don't, you know, uh, yeah, that's I don't want to get into another soliloquy here, but that's that's what I'm going with. Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough, and and uh, so you included all three leagues, and I'm gonna do the same because I think now that you have this set up, it, you can't not put. At least, you know, like if all three leagues have a champion that has no more than one loss, everybody gets in, you know, each league gets in. Um, obviously, Oklahoma and Clemson, I'm, I'm right there with you on that. Um, for the last two, you know, and this is I've been kind of going back and forth on this. Um, I'm definitely going to give the nod to the SEC winner, um, which I at this point in time, I am going to believe that that is going to be. Georgia. Really? I think Georgia's going to pull it out. I think if it's ever going to happen, it's going to be this year. Um, they have the playmakers, and I think now that they're going to have the quarterback and a, a little bit of a, a, a lesser schedule, if they get past Bama week four, that's it. You know, they're going to run the rest of the table. That's going to be their test. And if they can beat Bama, um, then I think it's just going to be kind of a cruise from there. Now, granted, it's in Tuscaloosa. Right. So they got to go in that building and win. But I think that this is the year. Kirby Smart has almost beaten Nick Saban um, two times now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, right there. Like, it, he can beat them. And I think this is going to be the, he's going to actually have not Jake from State Farm. So, um, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> like, he's going to have a decent quarterback that's going to really, I think, take him over the top against Nick Saban and Bama. Um, and so I'm going to put Georgia in um, as the SEC winner. I would then say, I mean, I hate to leave you guys out, man, but I honestly hey, think I it's going to be Bama out of the West. I get it. Um, and it's no knock on LSU because, obviously, I know you guys are going to be good. Um, I just think that the loss of it, – it's not just the loss of Joe Burrow because I do think Miles Brennan is going to be really good. But I, I'm kind of on the same page with some of these other guys as far as like really losing Jamar Chase. I mean, I think it's going to be enough to where you just don't have that one guy that if, you, if all else fails, you can just toss him the ball and he's going to go get it. I mean, you got guys that are capable of doing it. Right. having a guy that can do it pretty much at any time, you know, just missing that key guy, I think is enough to put a slight edge for Bama over LSU. That's fair. Um, and I'll tell you, the, the reason I, I, I left uh, the East out is that I really think that they're going to end up canceling each other out. Um, like, I think that obviously unless the East wins the SEC title game between Florida – um, Tennessee, um, 
and, and, and Georgia. I think they're going to end up canceling each other out, especially for Georgia. I mean, you got to play Alabama and Auburn, um, I and Florida. You and know what I mean? Like, them. I mean, they got they got a schedule. They got a schedule. Like you got to play all of them. I just don't see them making out of all that alive to necessarily stake a place into the into the into the to final four unless you win all those games and the SC championship, which I don't think they're gonna be Bama, yeah. but I don't think they come into that game clean either. So that was just my I just wanted to give you some reason as far as um why I left an East opponent out of uh, that. Understandable. I was wrong. They don't have Texas AM. I was looking at Bama's okay. schedule. Um but uh but I mean even still they yeah they have Bama week four. I mean you, you have Auburn week two. Uh, that first that first month is gonna be tough. I mean um yeah. Auburn week two, Tennessee week three, which I mean don't get me wrong, they're gonna win that game, but you never, you just never know with Tennessee. Yeah, you just um, never know. You know what I mean? You just when never they're gonna strike, yeah, because yeah. they're one of those kind of programs that could just come back tomorrow. Right, right. Uh, but if they get past that first slate of games, they'll have Florida at home. I don't think Florida's gonna beat them. I mean, other than that, they got Kentucky, they got Missouri, they got Mississippi State, uh, they got South Carolina, and they got Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, that's, that's a breeze. Yeah, like so, you get through those first few weeks. Uh, you get through, you know, the rest of the schedule. You play the championship game, which could potentially be a rematch against Alabama. Um, so you, you never know. I mean, that could throw a wrench into everything because it's hard to beat the same team twice. Indeed. But you never know. Um, but I, for right now, I mean, I just I think really all Georgia has been missing is that high profile quarterback. I've never been a believer in Jake Fromm. And now that they've got that guy with everything else that they have, they're I think that's it. I think I think it's now or never for Kirby Smart. Now or never. You got a quarterback now. Um, and it's not even that you didn't have quarterbacks, you just didn't play your best ones. You played Jake Fromm and you kept Justin Fields on the bench. Now you got a chance to do over, and I think he knows that, and that's why he's given the nod to JT instead of Jamie, um, and and why he uh, why he eventually left. But I'm anyways, because I mean, either way, the SEC is definitely going to be the most dramatic of the college football leagues this year. Yeah, now you hit the nail on the head with uh, with Kirby, man. Like this is, you know. He's been there some, you know, four or five years now. He's he's had his chance to kind of get his guys in there. Um, he's got to produce. He's got to win something, man. He's got to win something, uh, you know, plain and simple. Um, I'm not sure when he's going to start feeling that heat. Obviously, he's he's winning at a little bit of a higher clip than, uh, than, than Mark Rick. You know, he's not losing two or three games in a year consistently, you know. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I feel like he's still got to come through on this big one. And like you just mentioned, uh, if it's not this year, I mean, you know, come on, brother. He's recruiting well, but uh, eventually you got to kind of get over that hump. Yeah, I mean, you can't have, you know, the draft classes that they've had. And not expect you got to win one. Like, this is a program that the players that they get, they should be, they should be a champion. Um, I don't think there's really an excuse for them not to be champions at some point in time. They should have won it that one year uh, before Tua happened. Um, obviously, yeah. that kind of changed everything. 
but other than that, like they've, yeah, they, if they don't win, I would say not this year, but by next year, if they don't win a ring within these next two years, I mean, at some point, I think they got to start, you know, he's going to be on the hot seat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just becomes one of those things. It's like, okay, you know, it, almost like the Rick there, like you get comfortable in this particular space and it's like, okay, well, all right. Now is this good enough or not good enough? Um, Cause yeah, like you just said, I mean, they're, they're turning in top three, not even top five, like top three recruit every classes year. Yeah, every year, every year. And, um, you know, can't, can't quite get over the hump for the big ones. So they definitely got to, you know, they got to make that happen here soon. Absolutely. Well, um, I mean, before we wrap things up, is there anything else, any other bold predictions for the college football season that you foresee this upcoming year? Uh, bold predictions. Um, I can't say I have any bold predictions, man. I'm just, I'm just really hopeful that we can get a full slate of college games in a, in a, in a safe way, in a safe environment, and that we can have a, a true champ at the end. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I just hope we can, we can really have a nice, great season. Yeah, let's just hope uh, COVID doesn't ramp up and they cancel the season and then we did all this here for nothing. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> either way, I mean, uh, obviously this is season two. Um, so we're going to be here pretty much every week, uh, you know, recapping what's going on with the games, what kind of to expect each week with the uh, upcoming opponents, kind of keep that Heisman watch, keep uh, the playoff watch uh, going and uh, – and uh, hopefully, you know, I know last year we manifested a, a Tigers college football uh, final. Crazy. And, yeah. <laughs> and you never know. I mean, it could happen again this year. Um, but either way, I mean, we're going to be here to kind of go through everything uh, all the way through the end of the season, no matter how long it ends up being. We may even have an extended season, too, if uh, if these teams start playing in the spring. Yeah, yeah, no, we just don't even know how this is all going to shake out. Um but, you know, we want y'all to ride with us. Season two, free tuition. Uh, you know, we're, we're back in action, making it happen. Um, I'm about to go play some NCAA 14. Man, I I need to get it again. But that thing is like, it's still, if you go on Amazon right now, that thing is 100 bones. That's crazy. 100 bones, man, for a, a PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 video game. Like Incredible. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those markets, man. But I definitely want to get back on it because I need to upload this roster and play with these guys. Yeah, no, nah, it's a good time, man. It's a good time. So uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know, hopefully you can find a cheaper one here soon, man. We'll so, figure it out. Yeah, man. But uh, my brother, it is great to be back. I'm glad to uh, start season two. Um, and uh, for everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. We're excited for this season to take place this upcoming week. And uh, tune in next week. We'll have episode two going on. And uh, y'all take care. Be easy. Y'all be easy. Free tuition. Let's go.